American nationalism. Are you familiar with the term? Have you ever wondered about the reality of America's greatness? Well, according to the idea of American nationalism, we have the greatest economic status, military, education, and government. But is this true? Is it even possible? From our earliest days in the American school system to the day of our graduation, we're told that America is the best country to live in. Beginning at preschool, we're forced to pledge our allegiance to a country we don't know anything about. Have you ever asked why? Up until recently, I never questioned this because from all ends, I was being told that America is superior. I want you to question it now and keep an open mind. Our last president campaigned under the slogan, Make America Great Again. But has America ever truly been great? My answer is no. Nationalism, according to Merriam-Webster, is loyalty and devotion to a nation, especially a sense of national consciousness, exalting one nation above all others and placing primary emphasis on the promotion of its cultures and interests as opposed to those of other nations or supranational groups. Many countries' governments teach nationalism, but there's something especially harmful about American nationalism. This is because many of the great historical wins our country has hold no merit in reality. Our country's history is more dirty and disgusting than most people know. Through no fault of their own, however, the government has brainwashed our citizens with things like school's history books, our currency, and national holidays. Our books teach us that America participated in slavery, but it was short-lived and so long ago with no lasting effects. Our paper bills have images of great white men from hundreds of years ago. Our national holidays celebrate the fantastic relationships between the pilgrims and the indigenous people. These things aren't real, and these fantasies perpetuate the unspoken divide in our country. Everyone in America lives on two sides of a scale, those positively affected by our nation's history and those negatively affected by it. And the government only takes responsibility for one side. Guess which one? That's right. While one side of the scale gets a pat on the back, the other gets nothing except for pointed fingers and lots of judgment. The government will arrest black men and make fun of black children for not having fathers. They'll aim Planned Parenthood at young women and call them sluts and sacrilegious for having abortions. The skill's been in America for some time, though. Let's think back to 1945, when Japanese Americans were rounded up and put into internment camps to Americanize them. They were stripped of their culture, forced to renounce their homeland, and forced into the military. Have you ever learned about that in U.S. history? Well, there are plenty of more historical events that can prove America's not superior, but that's not why we're here. Lots of countries have rocky pasts. The issue is censoring our history. American government ignores our nation's past, waters it down, hides it for an illusion of greatness. 
And that's why American nationalism is so ignorant and just ridiculous. If we ignore our past, then the only way to explain our present is by judging those around us. Teaching American nationalism is so harmful because it it widens the gap between the two sides of the scales. It teaches kids subconsciously that the American government is a noble and honorable structure there to help them, but they'll never receive that help. They'll be folded into the mix of stereotypes and they'll be expected to overcome them even though they've been ingrained into them for hundreds of years. They won't get any help or any acknowledgement. Now I'm wondering, is there any way for us as a people to shed this toxic nationalism and try a different, a better way? A nationalism that everyone can participate in and benefit from. While interviewing Rich Lowry, author of The Case for Nationalism, Sean Illing with Vox says, There's the nationalism that we want and there's the nationalism that we have. And I'm not sure you acknowledge how wide the gap is. But what is the kind of nationalism that we should want? Well, it transcends race, religion, gender, and sexuality by subduing them under a broad national identity. How does this look? It looks like we the people. We take the cultures of many and create an American culture from them all. Not erasing the cultures of other countries, but letting the people decide what will become a part of culture. And respecting that. This may never be possible, but if it could happen, how would it play out? And what does America look like in your ideal future?